Hey, everybody, this is Only Dads Podcast. We're coming to you on a Monday, October 30th, and we're going to go over three topics today. We're obviously, of course, end with some different topics, but we always like the three main ones, and the three main ones today are a bit of carryover from the last episode, and if you haven't lo- listened to the last episode, stop this right now and go and listen to that one. Uh, we're going to go give you guys an update on the Israel-Hamas-Palestine <laughs> affair, the latest on the gag order, the D.C. trial, and we're going to also update you guys on a Speaker of the House. We finally got a Speaker. But uh, last time we began with the Israel-Palestine and it being a lot of touchy subject, I think that we should begin on that one. Uh, Ricky, uh, I know you no stranger to the violence when you, every time you're in a war zone and there's always collateral damage and you see the death toll rising on children. Just kind of take us what's the latest on that front. Yeah, so, um, yeah, like you said, you know, every time there's a war, there's going to be some collateral damage. Um, it is up to both sides to try to minimize that. It seems as though, the well, no side is right when they kill civilians, children, and things like that. <clears throat> but this is very complicated because on one side you have an established war machine in Israel, and on the other side you have, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, you know, a terrorist guerrilla kind of um, uh, group in Hamas. So you almost expect Hamas to break the rules and to do whatever they deem necessary. Um, and Israel, as well as any developed nation, is supposed to take the higher ground and try to do more to prevent that type of collateral damage. Um, we saw this all the time in Iraq and Afghanistan. Um, America would, I, ideally, medics, so like I'm a medic, right? Everybody knows that. <clears throat> ideally, you put a cross on my shoulder and I'm not targeted, right? If I'm captured, I'm supposed to be released because I'm medical. We found that the enemy wasn't listening to the rules. The enemy being ISIS, uh, the Taliban, Al-Qaeda, whoever, right? The enemy didn't follow the rules because they didn't sign the treaty of um, the treaty after before World War One and World War Two, um, so they weren't necessarily breaking any laws, but at the same time they weren't beholden to those laws. We were, so we couldn't purposely attack their medical staff. Anyway, so during the global war on terror, we the American Army kind of saw that as like the norm. Why would we follow the rules when we know that they're not? They're being whatever terrorist organization. So it seems as though Israel's doing the same thing. Um, but they're being kind of proactive about it. So America still follow the rules in terms of civilian, you know, uh, collateral damage. <clears throat> it's a touchy subject because this war more so than the Ukraine conflict is being publicized way more, right? The world's paying a lot of attention to this one. And so in TikTok and on Twitter and YouTube, wherever you go, there's going to be videos of uh, children that are slain kind of being not like prop, not like promoted by Hamas, but it's very much um, at the forefront of their propaganda. They're, they're showing it for that shock factor to try to get the world behind their movement of like, hey, we're being attacked, please help us out. Uh, Israel on the other hand is saying, yeah, also we're being attacked, also our children are dying. So we're responding proportionately. Obviously there's no right answer. It's a very complicated political discussion to be had. Um, people are starting to draw lines in the sand you know, people are starting to pick sides and it makes no sense to me because they're, to me, they're, it's very clear that there is no side to be had. Both are wrong. Um, there's no winner in war. 
especially something like this that's just fucking old. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the background of why uh, the children are kind of being propped up in this one. Because this one more so than other, uh, like, the, for example, like the Ukraine and the Russian one, we saw the mass exodus of the Ukrainian civilians, the, the women, the children, the elderly, they left. And, you know, Eastern European accepted them. Um, we're not seeing that in Palestine because they can't leave. So that brings up a good point because you, you, you've touched on it on a previous episode that when you guys are going to go in, you guys drop, uh, flew in these leaflets, dropped them off like, hey, get out of here. And that way when y'all went in, everybody there was bad guys. It made me, and it has a similarity to the Vietnam conflict. Hmm. Uh, there was such thing called the, the My Lai Massacre. And that's when there was a group of soldiers. Uh, I don't know if it's a platoon, a squadron, or what, but it was, if you guys haven't researched it, you should Google it. And it was basically uh, everybody was, a lot of people were, were killed, uh, men, women, and children. And it was by American soldiers. And and I didn't, and I always heard about it. I didn't understand it, but I know a guy who who actually was who served during the war in Vietnam. He was actually over there. He got drafted, and he was over there. And he said, "Well, and and it hit because you had told me the same thing that they went in, they dropped leaflets, told everybody to get out of there, and whoever was left was you know the enemy, and it, they didn't they didn't uh, hear heed the message, and that's how kind of that happened. But that being said, you have a lot of uh, calls for a ceasefire." And the Israeli government, Netanyahu, are saying no, Cesar. The time is now for war. And the death toll is rising. A lot of Palestinian children are dying. Um, what I do like on the U.S. side is that Biden is straight up calling for a two-state solution. That's something that's never been kind of done before. It's always been a kick the down, can down the road. Now this is actually saying, hey, the only way this – there's only the only off-ramp is a two-state solution. And I know we had talked about that before, and I mentioned that before, as I think it would be a, a path, an off-ramp was a good way to put it, to create peace in the region, you know, peace in the Middle East, so to speak. And uh, with that being said, it's just, it's just horrible, kind of the fighting going on over there. And you just, you know, pray and hope that this conflict ends, or at least a ceasefire comes into play so that aid can flow in from Egypt and the, it can get to where it needs to go. Because, uh, it's just no one wants to see dead people in the streets. But uh, uh, but yeah, Ricky. <clears throat> one more thing on that. Um, if anybody knows anybody in Europe, please let us know because I'd be really excited to know what their position is because I'm seeing a lot of reports of um, pro-Palestinian uh, protest in the streets of London, of Berlin, of um, uh, in in, uh, in Italy. A lot of pro-Palestinian in masses, and I wonder what the sentiment is in Europe, being so close to it, and having a larger uh, group of uh, Arabic immigrants. Because in America, we have a limited, and we're, we're kind of removed because we're so far away. Um, I'd be interested in to see what their uh, perspective is. Um, maybe we'll get a guest that is either stationed in Europe or maybe has family over there. That'd be really interesting. Um, but moving on to the next topic, which was uh, the gag order. So um, as we've been talking before, Trump is facing indictment <clears throat> and there's been two different uh, grand juries. The one in Georgia, which is going after him for uh, election interference. And then the uh, 
the one in New York, which is going after him for using taxpayer money to pay Stormy Daniels and hush money. Um, and so that there's two different um, lawsuits, as it were, going after Trump. The most, obviously, the biggest, the one that carries the most uh, burden would be the Georgia one. Uh, to have a sitting, well, in theory, if you know President Trump wins the election, to have a sitting president facing these outright criminal uh, charges is, you know, that hasn't happened since. Yeah, uh, and it was the U.S. It was the U.S. District Judge, Judge Tanya Chuckin, who imposed the gag order originally at the Justice Department's request, and she reinstated it. She because she she temporarily lifted it on October 20th after Trump's lawyers appealed, and then she reversed that decision on Sunday evening. And so the gag order covers what exactly? Is that New York or is that Georgia? This one is in this one's New York. Okay. And this is uh, the federal election case. Federal. Okay, so, so then he's facing two. He's facing the election case as well. And this, yeah, this is the one in the this is the Washington case. Uh, this is the one accusing him of trying to overturn the 2020 election defeat by denying his bid for a stay of pending appeal. And this order prohibits Trump from targeting the special counsel, prosecuting his case, or witnesses who might be called to testify about the efforts to upend his election loss. And Judge Chutkin imposed the gag order <laughs> at the Justice Department's request, and then she. And she Timberg lifted it on October 20th, and then she reversed that decision on Sunday evening, according to the court, doc, uh, court docket. And you can read this online. And then, of course, after she reinstated it, uh, Trump went on to True Social, which is his uh, social media platform. Uh, the corrupt Biden administration just took away my First Amendment right to free speech. Uh, so he said it's not constitutional. First off, uh, this has nothing to do with uh, Biden. This is an independent judge who has sole authority here in this trial and she imposed a gag order now to basically you can't check the she was she i think the heart of her order is her gag order is you can't attack people individually mm -hmm. you can attack the justice department as a whole she said you can absolutely do that you just can't check people and their families because of what happened uh when trump put the 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 address and threatened the staff of a, a judge courtroom staff on so on her social media and his webpage, and that's when the judge fined him uh, fifteen uh, ten thousand dollars because of uh, he violated it. And then it came out to find out that he violated it because he didn't take it off the site. He took it off his social media post, but he never took it off the site. And so the judge fined him again. So I think that this gag order is really telling because you know how Trump is; he likes to say whatever he wants. But I will say that he's actually listening to this because I don't, I haven't, other than what he just said, I haven't seen him do much because I think at the end of the day, he realizes it's out of his control. He can bitch and cry all he wants. You can cry wolf only so many times where, Hey, your ass can go to jail. The judge can straight up hold him in contempt of court is for repeatedly denying it. So that's the latest on the gag order. Judge Chuck can, reinstated that gag order and it specifically prohibits Trump from talking about the special counsel and his uh, workers underneath them, <clears throat> as well as her, the judge Chuckin and her staff in the court. You can't attack them personally. So that's kind of the, the latest on the DC uh, gag order in Washington. And, and so for, for those of y'all, I, I had it wrong. It wasn't the Stormy Daniels using taxpayer money to, to kind of keep her quiet. It's fraud is what he's facing in New York. Uh, by inflating his worth of his personal uh, holdings, so his real estate, his companies, 
um, and misleading investors. So that's what he's being sued for. And because he was being sued for it, he started doing what he does is talk a lot of shit um, about the claim, about the suing. And the, the gag order, it happens all the time. People get told um, the exact word of text is a gag order is the term for when a judge prohibits attorneys, parties, or witnesses in a pending lawsuit uh, from talking about the case to the public. So it sounds like that's what happened, and that's pretty normal because Trump's a very public figure. He violated it, and if he violates it again, it's either $10,000, which has happened. It sounds like he's gotten fined already. Um, yep. or even possible jail time. So, uh, definitely not a violation of his first amendment right because this happens all the time. Um, and she did not only give it to her, Trump, but she gave it to the entire staff, like the prosecution side and the defense side. Yeah. But people are adults in the room that they don't need to be told. Well, yeah. Hey, they're professional, not know not to do that. So, it, yeah, hard to keep track of all the suits that he's facing right now. Unfortunately, it's crazy how, how much he's to have a. The front runner of a major political party in the states facing this much stuff it's crazy and our last topic we're going to get into is obviously the speaker of the house race update if you've been following along we've had a lot of different names come in and out lost on the secret ballots lost on the ballots on the floor come speaker mccarthy took like historic nine ballots nine times to get elected and most has ever happened and then he got ousted and then the front runner jim jordan he wanted to go three, and his caucus said no, and you're no longer the nominee. So there's so many names that come up. But we finally got the Speaker of the House. His name is Mike Johnson, uh, far-right uh, candidate guy. And I don't know if you've been following his politics, but uh, he's part of that far-right fringe group, the Matt Gates of the world, and Lauren Breitbart. So what I think is interesting is that he's willing for the aid package in Israel but I think what he wants to do is kind of uh, the newly minted speaker in his first major move is using the bipartisan goal of providing aid to Israel to pick a fight with President Biden over signature achievement. And a new bill House Republicans released Mondays includes $14.3 billion in emergency funding for Israel while rescinding the same amount of IRS funding from the Inflation Reduction Act a major climate, health care, and tax law Biden signed last year. If you guys remember, we went over that extensively and how all the good that it did. And this new bill is slated for consideration by the Rules Committee when the House returns Wednesday, with the vote in the full chamber expected as early as this week. And if it passes the GOP-controlled House, the IRS provisions are all but guaranteed to be rejected by the Democratically-led Senate. Because as you know, we have a slim majority in the Senate. The Democrats do. And so it represents an early test for Johnson on navigating the demands of Republican hardliners with the realities of the divided government. So it remains to be seen how this shakes out. But uh, Ricky, what are your thoughts? Uh, so he's from Louisiana, uh, the western and the northwestern uh, area of Louisiana. He's a lawyer and he was on the, the state legislature. He's been a representative since 2016. So that's his like bona fides. Um, I, I read some salacious, I don't know if it's true or not, but it said that he was a, a pivotal role of the Gen 6 uh, shenanigans and overturning the, the, the election, that he was playing a major part. If it's true or not, who knows? Um, but that's when you say alt-right and the people he's associated with, you know, it, it's not that much of a stretch if that's what's going on. Uh, his main topics um, or like his main causes, it looks like uh, he's a big proponent of um, He's an anti-LGBT individual in terms of education, 
Um, and he's relatively young. He is definitely not that old. Um, let's see here. How old is he? Yeah, and he and he he took the lead in filing a brief in a lawsuit that sought to overturn Joe Biden's 2020 presidential election. Mm, I see. And it, and it was thrown out by the Supreme Court, but they didn't stop from trying. Yeah. It just and then the Supreme Court, not even uh, Thomas and Samuel Alito agreed with him. So. Well, yeah, there you He's fifty-one, so he's not going anywhere. And the fact that he's a young representative, 2016 to 2023 is not a very long time. You're talking about being in, in the House of Representatives for seven years. In, in terms of Washington, that's fucking new. And he's already a Speaker of the House. So he has ambition. So definitely keep an eye on him of where he's going to be going. Um, yeah, you know, we'll see. Uh, it doesn't surprise me. I, you know, as I said before, I think the that faction of the Republicans were holding the entire party hostage. And I think they kind of figured that out. They're like, hey, man, we are not going to be able to win those individuals. So we got to give them what they want in order to make something to, to just start moving. Um, sounds like Mike is their guy. So we'll see how that goes. And I was a little disheartened because you had some holdouts, the moderate Republicans who yeah. were holding out like, hey, I'm not going to, you know, capitulate to the this antics of this far right fringe group. And they they all voted unanim- unanimously for this guy. All the Republicans vo- voted in lockstep. So. I mean, maybe they have leverage. Maybe they're gonna. Maybe they're gonna pull him over to the middle. We'll see. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, and then yeah. we're looking forward to it because a compromise is good. Hopefully, there's some compromise to be made because the government could potentially shut down in less than thirty days. So that being said, guys, it's it's Monday. It's a Monday night football game. Uh, there's a big games on the weekend. Um, I don't know if you guys follow that, but in my fantasy league, I'm I am uh, second place, and me and the First place guy are actually going at it, and it's going to come down to tonight's game. And he has his defense on the Lions, so <laughs> as long as they don't score over twenty points, then I'm I don't, then I win. But it's a close game. I don't know if you guys saw the Aggies on Saturday. They won, but it was a unranked team. It was kind of a they should have won. And it was yeah, who was it? Mississippi State? Is that who they played? Uh, or was it someone even less? No, Mississippi State was a while ago. No, because oh, we play. They play Ole Miss uh, coming up. Hmm. But Cowboys I played. Gonna, I think they're going to lose Ole Miss and LSU. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cowboys played. That was a good game. Uh, surprisingly, man, the 49ers are doing bad. They've lost three in a row. Very surprising. I think it's Debo Samuel. He's out. He's hurt. And, and the fucking Eagles are still crushing it. The Eagles are still doing fantastic. It pains me because they're in the NFC East, but everything looks like they're going for the Eagles. And the Eagles got a tough next three and four weeks. They got. The Cowboys, they got the Niners, they got um, the Ravens, and then I think they got the Chiefs as well in that mix. So they got a pretty tough lineup coming up. Yeah, and I chose the Eagles' defense, and they did a shit job this last game. Supposed to be really good, and they again they only scored one point. Like in terms of like the, the scoring system, mm, or, yeah, yeah, and the scoring uh, system of the fantasy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, also, this Sunday, uh, don't forget to set your clocks back. I believe. Um, I'm fairly positive this is the last time we're doing it ever, right? Like, we'll look into it. Yeah, we'll look into that. I don't know that. But I remember there was a bill, I think Ted Cruz pushed it, that was saying that we don't want to do daylight saving time anymore. It passed, and I want to say it went to Biden's desk. I don't know if he signed it, or maybe it got held up somewhere else. But uh, it was supposed to take effect 2023, meaning that this was the last time we did it, and then it just stays there forever. Um Again, I don't know if it, it maybe it went somewhere else. Maybe it didn't get signed. Maybe there's other reasons. Um, so we'll update y'all. And I'll definitely have an answer for the next podcast. But definitely this Sunday, 
at 0, 02 a.m. You set your clocks backwards and it becomes 0, 01 a.m. You get an hour. And it just started, it just started getting cold in here, guys. Uh, so I'm enjoying this weather. This is Only Dads Podcast. Uh, if you have any tips, comments, or suggestions, reach out to Only Dads Podcast at gmail.com. Ricky, get the last word, man. 140 days today in the Army left. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>